Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Wednesday the 20th of April. My name is Ben and joining me as always is Andrew. How's things, mate? All right. It's not been bad weather, has it, actually? Weather's been good. Football's been pretty poo. <laughs> At least United, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's not, not a very good Easter, to be honest, for the Blades. Um we're going to talk Bristol City. We're going to talk Cardiff as well. The uh, the home game coming up at the weekend. Uh, we did not go to Bristol for this game. Uh, oh. We watched it in the pub. So yeah. we, we've had a little bit of um, a little bit of hive mind on this one, I suppose. Already shared shared some of our immediate thoughts yeah. in, in real time and stuff. Um, so I, I've got two things really, like two sort of strands here. One is that we played really well. I thought. And the other one is, I don't really understand what we're doing at the end of the game, particularly just our overall attitude, which seemed to smack of, actually, a point is okay here. Where do you want to start? I, I thought I thought first half we were really, really, really good. I think second half we were wide open at the back, which this is what's bizarre for me, is that it, I, I don't think we went for the draw. I think we, we were pushing people all game, which is why we kept getting caught out with the ball over the top of one ball. But then with five minutes to go, we seem to just thought, well, that'll do. And I've seen people say, oh, yeah, you've got to stop the rot or whatever. I don't think it were, right? We're a terrible performance. But we'll see at the end of the season. But, what you know, is it, I've listened to Tufty Club, and like Deb says, it sounds obvious. We are going to have to win a game. Yeah. And this seemed like arguably the easiest game left. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So maybe I'll get to – let's deal with this whole settling with a point thing first because this – this left me just like genuinely very confused at the time, and uh, I put out a rare post-match tweet for me, which was a a genuine mm. question of like, what am I missing here? Like, why? why? So, ninety fifth minute, essentially. I think there was six minutes injury time, five minutes injury time, but yeah, six. I think you were, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There was barely sixty seconds left to play. Um, we'd not made all our substitutions. And Conor Hurahan comes on for John Fleck with, yeah, literal seconds left in the game. I've been howling at some of the reasons about this. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, who am I to, you know, slag anyone else off? But I've heard that he came on to set the free kick, which we didn't have at the time. And then he did take it when we did win one <laughs> a few seconds later. Like... We did have it. And uh, I also like, well, Fleck's coming back from a long, uh, from an injury. So it would be, there were like 40 seconds left. Like, I'm sure, like, if it, you know what I mean? If, if the game had ended on 94 minutes then, would that be needed to stay done? That would have been fine, but that extra 40 seconds was too much for him. <laughs> yeah. I just like, it, it really, let's be honest, if everyone's going to be honest, unless it's this loan thing, I've seen people talk about a loan fee, that, whatever. But I think realistically the most obvious is that we were happy with the point and we wanted to take the point and get out of there. Heckingbottom's body language at full time suggested we were happy with the point. And, and everyone behind him as well on the sub bench, you know. Like yeah, beaming big, smiles. Big beaming smiles at full time. Um, and, what I will say is that uh, arguably Bristol City looked more likely to score in that last 10 minutes. I don't think either team really did look like they were going to score in that last 10 minutes. But I think we had, as soon as we equalised, to be fair, we I don't remember us creating much. Yeah. They had a couple of like, half chances or whatever. So maybe he's thinking, look, we're, we're out of ideas here. Let's just take the point. That's I'm, I don't believe he should have done that, but I'm just play, you know, trying to defend it, really. Yeah, there's, so there's a couple of things here I want to make sure we hear. I, one is this, I will just mention the, uh, yeah, a few people suggested that, um, you know, there's some kind of agreement with Aston Villa where they have, uh, Horahan has to make a set amount of appearances. Um, and I'll, I'll apologise for the, 
multiple people tweeted this to me and I didn't really want to get into a discussion about it. So I apologize for uh, bringing it up on here and not giving you the right of reply, I suppose, to my counter argument. But troll him, troll him. <laughs> I just, that makes absolutely zero sense to me whatsoever. I mean, for starters, I don't think I've ever heard of that where uh, there's like a loan agreement where you have to play a player a set amount of times or you suffer a financial penalty. With Hurrihan, like, why would Villa give a crap about what he does here? He is a, you know, he is an asset with zero value to them. He's out of contract at the end of this season. He's, you know, he's 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 not old, but he's in his thirties. He's not a prospect. They don't care what he does here. I, I don't. There were a lot of rumours about all. this when Ben Woodburn were here. I don't know if you remember that. He's got to play a certain amount of games, and then obviously we sent him back. Well, well that know. was we pay more. Yeah, that was we pay more if he doesn't play though. Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is the. This is what I've heard. That that that's about to bring up. I think this is different because obviously Liverpool's idea there. Well, let's get this kid out on loan, but he needs to play games, otherwise you pay more because we could have sent him somewhere else. And you're not playing him. But as you said with Huraham, he's going to leave at the end of the season. He's on a free transfer. I, I, it could be true. It, I, I'm not privy to any details. I just don't think it makes any sense from Villa's point of view. I don't think it makes any. Well, no, and also. But, this is one of the uh, this is one of the rare occasions where Heckingbottom actually used all three of his substitutions. He he could very easily have given Hurahan you know thirty seconds in other games this season. Uh, and as far as I'm aware, he hasn't done it. Maybe a couple of times. So I don't know. I'm not buying that. But yeah, I, I was baffled. This is the other thing I, I want to come back to, and I, I do I agree. When I watch the highlights back, particularly after our equaliser, it's like basically four Bristol City chances. They're not great yeah. chances, but, you know, it's like a, yeah, set, yeah, yeah. a set piece that we inevitably failed to deal with. Yeah. And so um, I, I sort of, I, I get that concept of like, oh, actually, the way this game is going, we might lose it. And a few people have said, you know, uh, in, in response to me on Twitter, that, um, uh, you know, you hang on to a point. You don't want, you want to avoid another Reading situation. But I guess kind of like what you said, Deadbot was saying, we can't just keep avoiding, <laughs> you know, trying to avoid defeat for the rest of the season. I mean, I yeah. think if we if we'd pushed forward and lost this game in the ninety fifth minute, I don't think I would have been anywhere near as annoyed as I was um, when we lost against Reading because no, we're going to need no, to win. No. I don't think it changes anything. I know we stay I, sick. I think this was this was the game for me. People argue, and I see this. Well, we haven't got any strikers, so you know, wait till Billy gets back. You know, we've got a better chance. My argument is, and I include Cardiff in this as well, I think the three teams that we're coming up against, and QPR are in bad form, I know they got a win against Derby, will punish us far more than Bristol City could. Bristol City are a bad championship side, and if it wasn't for the points deductions of other teams, they'd have been dragged into it. They might have not gone down, but I think they'd have certainly been looking over the shoulder more worrying than they are now. Mm. And they've not kept clean sheets, they let lead slip and... I, I do. I mean, look, before the game, I'm not going to lie, I, I thought we'd lose this game on the back of the Reading one and, and the fact we had no strikers. So, yeah, on the one hand, that's a point game because I thought we were going to lose it. As the match sort of played out, I think it is definitely two points dropped. Yeah. I do, I... But we'll see at the end of the season. We, I suppose you can't say that now. If we get into playoffs by one point, me and you can come on here and say, we're idiots. Well done. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I just don't like the process, man. I mean, yeah, ultimately, if we end up getting in the playoffs, then, 
Yeah, I guess you can say overall that's job done, but I, I don't like this yeah. attitude. I mean, are we going to do the same on Friday if, like, this is what, this uh, is Saturday, it, rather, if Cardiff are pulling us apart and it's one all? Like, it I, would have been interesting if, if Middlesbrough had won, for instance, or uh, Blackburn had won. Would we have done the same thing? Is it because we not. thought, well, it's, it's still in our hands, which it yep. is? But, I mean, I don't know how many games. Everyone's awful. Everyone's stumbling towards the line. I've come on here and said... There's no way a team in this sort of form goes up. We've won two in seven or whatever it is. And then I looked around at everyone else's and they're just in... You know, even Millwall aren't in great form. They're in better form than the rest of them, but they're not in fantastic form themselves. Hmm. So I don't know how many points we're going to need. I, I, it's, it's so bizarre. What I will say is Millwall's got Peterborough and Birmingham coming up next. And obviously you can never say, oh, that's an easy win. Look at us against Reading. I imagine them to get at least six points. And at least that, six points? Yeah. Because two games. <laughs> sorry, I mean, overall, they've got Bournemouth okay, last day. Sorry. Who could be on the beach? You know, literally on the beach in Bournemouth. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and obviously, Millwall turn up there. And I don't know how they're going to... We don't know how Fulham's going to turn up against us, obviously, as well. I, if we can... If we get into this... I don't know. I, I just think that we could look back at that and we might miss out by two points and say, well, we should have gone for that more. But then again, we might get in by one point and we'll say, you got it right. Hmm. I, I think it's an opportunity missed. I think we... I agree. I, I've been saying for a few games, we'll need to win three out of our last five and then three out of our last four now. And now, I think we three probably will need to win... I mean, the other results maybe have tweaked it slightly, but surely we're going to need seven points from nine. The well, last at least seven points, because there's that many teams chasing us. That yeah. We're going to need to win at least two out of the last three. Possibly all three. Probably two wins and a draw. And I guess my point is... Does does that maths change if we'd lost? If we'd pushed forward kamikaze style and lost this game instead of drawing it? I don't think it does. I, no, the only thing I looked at this after, I was thinking if we'd have lost, what would have happened? Well, Millwall would have been on the same points as but our goal difference is better. Obviously, that can change. But the only difference is Mill it would have been in Middlesbrough's hands because mm. they are three points off us now with a, I think it's a minus three goal difference or whatever. We've got a three better goal difference. So that point does put it completely in our hands unless Middlesbrough win you know 3-0 or whatever in one of the games and and what have you but it is in our hands to Mm. to go up but I don't think there's going to be many easier games than Bristol City there's certainly not going to be Reading and Bristol City in a row you're not going to get two easier games than that really yeah, I've just got a bee in my bonnet about this. It, it really, um, I don't know, it, 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 I just thought it was, I, I just hated it. I hated the attitude at the end there of like, oh yeah, that's fine. And I mean, I, I remember when we equalised in the game, I was kind of surprised. Get the ball, yeah. There was really not much urgency to like get back on with the game, I didn't think. Yeah, it was just like, you know, enjoy the moment, obviously, for the players. But And as I said, I don't think we went for a point. I think maybe hmm. we're more... On, yeah, when we went one 0 down, we were sort of content with that point. I I actually thought we really, really. I mean, their goal comes from Jack Robinson popping up, you know, in their six yard box, or whatever, with an header from an open from open play. I think we definitely pushed up, and that's why the hitters on the break against two against two all the time. But I think once we went one 0 down and got the goal back, we were far more conservative. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I didn't like it to be honest. I suppose, yeah. In three games' time, if we finish in six, then I guess it doesn't matter what I think right no. now uh, and how I feel about this game. I will, I'll, I'll move on and forget about it, I suppose. But I don't know. That it troubled me a little bit, to be honest. I, I thought it's. I don't think we can. We're not going to draw our way to the playoffs. I thought it was a, 
a conservative attitude that um, is probably not going to help us this season and no, I think it's not that, something I'd want to carry forward to next season either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I really, really... But obviously, we're not going to know until the end of the season, but I did come out pretty deflated because I think... Another thing that really annoyed me is we, we played some fantastic football, especially mm. in the first half. Brilliant one-touch passing, getting into great areas. And I know it's because we were pushing forward, but I hated how Bristol City seemed to have a clear chance every single time they just booted it forward. And that's happened, happened quite a lot this year. I know the defence has been good, but... It really frustrates me. We have to create this perfect chance and then invariably miss it. And then they just boot it up the other end and clean through. <laughs> it happened against Coventry a lot of time, you know, for most of that game. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, well, this is the other... Uh, now moving on to the other strand I wanted to talk about, I suppose, is if we play like this in the remaining three games, we may well win all three games because mm. I thought for, yeah, first half, we were excellent. We created, what, maybe three clear-cut chances and then a couple others as well more yeah. times than not you're at least one nil up at half time and i think if we get the first goal we probably win this game yeah i agree with that to be but, honest yeah because i think we we sort of maybe not shut up shot but i think they have to come at us and we had, we did have a bit of pace in the team and a bit of creativity in the team this week so i think yeah we, that first half is the reason we didn't win the game as much as we're talking about the the hoover hand sub and mm-hmm. and so that that first half is why we didn't win the game because we should have took at least one of those chances. The end I won. It's, it's yeah, you've got to you've got to score. I, I don't even think you've got to get it on target. I think you've got to score. You're six yards out and there's no one around you. So yeah. you've got to score that. I'll give White one. I'll sort of give him. I'll, I'll give him a bit of leeway. I think it were a good save from the keeper, and he just it, he gets it right in a way. Gives White, you know, mm. he gets it into the corner. It's a good save from the keeper. Then there's balls going across the box where we haven't got a striker. It's just so frustrating to watch because you're thinking. Build-up play has been fantastic. They just we have literally don't have a striker to put it in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, like I say, we should have been at least one up at half time. And as you said, I think that changed the game. I think we're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we got what we wanted team-wise. We got Berger, Gibbs, Y, and Njaya. I'd, I'd say pretty pretty definitively our three most creative players uh, who are fit anyway. Um, yeah. All in the same team. We got Basham back, uh, starting again. Jack Robinson in for Ben Davies, and uh, Fleck comes back in for Osborne as well. So Basham uh, makes a, a really bad error for their goal. Yeah. We'll get onto that later. Um, but I, I just unlocked so much going forward. I thought yeah. I know we. I agree with this. I've seen a lot of people criticise Basham's performance, and, and I get it. But I just think the space that he created, especially in the first half. Was huge for us. I think that was just as important as the front three combining. Absolutely, and some of that interplay, particularly in Jai and um, uh, Gibbs White, just yeah. really great to watch. I mean, Bristol City just couldn't live with it for a bit, could they? And it's, oh. uh, I think it's in Jai dummies it and Flex sort of taps it through to Gibbs White for the uh, the first really good chance. But yeah, I'm with you. I think I think he does everything right, Gibbs White. It's just a really good save by the keeper. I yeah. think. You know, he slid it right into the corner of the goal, basically, but the keepers just stuck out a leg and saved it. Um, yeah. I guess another frustration is uh, the Bristol City goalkeeper had a had a wacky old afternoon, didn't he? He did, Bentley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was all over the place. I mean, I actually forgot about the one where... I can't remember quite how it happened, but I think we had a shot from like 25 yards that deflected and he went to yeah, sort of... Yeah, he kept it in and... He kept it in and in doing so just patted it straight to Norwood, basically, with him well out of goal. And then obviously the one where uh, 
burger went round him about 60 yeah. yards out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that was terrible from Berger, that, oh, because God, you're like, right, you've got an open there. I'm not, it'd be a brilliant finish to score from there. I'm not, maybe he shouldn't have shot. But he picked out the back man, like the, yeah. the furthest man away from him. You're like, no, at least you drill it across the area or something. Yeah. He must have thought the best thing I could do here is chip it to the far side of the box and hope that Ollie Norwood wins a header against their six foot six central defender. And he goes into the net and the keeper's not back by then. I don't <laughs> understand the best case scenario in that situation at all. No, me neither. Um and Jai's chance, yeah, that was a that was a bad miss. In fact, that actually I think came do you know that might actually have come from that moment where the keeper came charging out and Berger went round? Oh, him. really? I think it was, you know, it was a good. It was definitely later in that phase of play, but um, yeah, it gets slid through to enjoy and it just blasts it over the bar. So, ah, oh, such a big opportunity. It was a real, a real sickness seeing that one go over. When you just think we've really pulled these apart in this half, and yeah, yeah I don't know, don't know what you could say really. It's, it's just, it's just. Not I think the more was so frustrating about the entire game is. I think if you look back at it, we probably created about the same amount of chances, good chances each team, but we were obviously so much better than them. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just it's just you know, we, we had to, as I say, we had to create the perfect opportunity to to try and get a chance in and stuff and, and we obviously we all know where we're lacking, like at the moment, you know, and it's up front. I mean it's a, it's such a cliche, like Warlock says at all time, Billy Sharp would have got an hat trick by now, whatever he said. And you're like, but the, you know, the the football we played were fantastic, I thought, in that first half and yeah, I thought we deserved to win. I saw obviously people on the view from Bristol City fans saying they deserve to win. I don't think you can claim that whatsoever, personally. I'd rather have all my chances at the start of the game uh, and you know take at least one of them, obviously. But uh, mm. I, I think that's a better path to victory, basically. Get yeah. that first yeah, goal. Yeah, we should have won it by half time, basically. Yeah, and to be honest, one goal might have been enough to win it um, mm. because, as you said, we were pushed really high in the second half. Um, you know, you've got Basham coming back from pretty serious knee injury for his first yeah, appearance yeah, in yeah, months. Yeah. Jack Robinson's his first game for about four or five games, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, Robinson were really good, by the way. I thought he was really solid in this He game. was, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, completely not at fault for the goal in terms of no. he powers a header at goal. And then uh, Sky somehow missed everything that happened next. This is in the second half. Um yeah, and it was. I think it, this was literally their first shot, right, or the first attack. Uh, the one that was the first I can certainly first I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Basham uh, misreads the goalkeeper's clearance essentially, and uh, it gets crossed for Coldplay's Chris Martin to finish nice and easy. And yeah, that mm-hmm. is the frustration, isn't it? That it's just like, oh god, we've we've created some great chances in that first half, and then they've just had. One counter attack, and now we're one nil down. We don't yeah. score many. This team just doesn't score many goals at the moment without Sharp. That was the thing. That was the thing because obviously one nil down, no striker, and you. Th- and this is why maybe Eckingbottom's thinking, well, you know, we've got a point, and we didn't look like we we're going to get that. But again, I, I just think they're a poor side. I think they're a really mm. poor side for this for this division, and and I, I will sort of bat for Eckingbottom in that. The, the options are so limited. You look at the bench, obviously brought um, Asula. Is it Asula? Asula, yeah. Yeah, Asula. But obviously brought Asula. And there's no one else, is there? There is no one else there you can like bring on, really, to, to change a game on that bench because of the injuries. Yeah. No, absolutely. But then with the Hurrihan thing, like, just don't make that sub. Like, <laughs> don't waste the time, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that was so frustrating to go behind, to get, especially against a team that really have very little to play for and mm. not much motivation at all. Um, and I guess I was, uh, well, more than a little pleased that we got back into it uh, and equalised with um, yeah. Ender Stevens popping up on the right side of the box. Yeah. Another sort of bit of hairy goalkeeping, to be honest, not the not the best mm. bit of handling from Bentley, but... Gibbs White is there with a bicycle kick to well it into the back of the net for his 10th goal of the season. And, uh, yeah, underlining how important he's been, the only player yeah. that can, seems to be able to score for us in this whole yeah. team at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pleasing to get back into it. But then, as you say, they had a few more chances on the counter-attack, didn't they, in from set I think we and... had, like, I think about 10 minutes after our goal, we looked like we're going to win this. We were all over, basically. But we didn't really... You know, create anything. We, there were a few things where it sort of bounced around the area and what have you. And you know, what I mean, we got mm. into good areas and didn't get won a few corners and stuff. But I actually thought they ended the game with the better chances, which I will give credit for towards. I think a lot of that is because we were pushing forward that much. Might be naive because we completely lost sort of anything in midfield by that point. But mm. I think that's what had happened. It just became so stretched. Yeah, for sure. Uh... Baldock went off injured as well, which looked like a hamstring injury. Um, He's apparently muscle injury, the same leg um, as as his previous injury. So, yeah, it's not looking great. What mm. I will say is, I, I don't know if he's going to be that much of a miss compared to Ben Osborne at that in that situation, because he's been that poor since he's come back. Mm. Yeah, I'd just like to have a right-footed player there. But... I get that, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's uh, Osborne comes on for him, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure Osborne will. He'll be he'll be the de facto right back now, a uh, right wing back. Excuse me for um, yeah. the rest of the season. I guess. I mean, Sariki's out on loan, isn't he? Is Karen Gordon still in the house? Was he? Yeah, Karen Gordon's still there. Yeah, yeah. but I imagine that. I, I mean, Basham and Osborne have not linked it up before. Who knows? That could be the key to our success. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, Ender Stevens. I thought this was his best game for a very long time. Uh, am I, I on an really island Stevens, here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, particularly going forward. Um, you know, he popped up like two or three times in really good areas. Had a a shot in the first half where he I mean he was fouled really by the defender as he sort of got past him and then mm. hit a pretty decent shot on the angle that went just a sort of yard or so wide. Um yeah, has a hand in the goal as well, popping up on the right hand side. Much, much better from him. Like it's been a it's been a long time since I've seen a game like that from him, to be honest. It's like a 7 out of 10 game. So, um, yeah, yeah. Good, good job by Ender. Um, yeah. I think Asula as well, just want to mention him. Uh, Jebison not in the squad. Uh, that is bizarre. I, I mean, that is such a, again, damning on him. I mean, we've got no, literally no strikers, and Jebison couldn't make the, the squad out mm. of choice rather than injury. Yeah, Heckingbottom said that afterwards, didn't he? That it was uh, mm-hmm. not fitness. Which related. is just so. I don't know. It really, it's like it's almost quite sad. I think obviously we brought him back from this fairly successful, well, good successful loan spell, really, mm. and now we've got no strikers, and he still can't. He can't even get on the bench. Yeah, not uh, not encouragingly managed or encouraging for our prospects for the rest of the season for him. Anyway. Um, I thought Asula did pretty well, you know. I mean, my my expectation of what he's going to be able to do for us this season is incredibly low. I mean, he must be. Oh God, I'm just trying to think where he would have been in the striking pecking order at the start of the season. It would have been like ninth when the season yeah. started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Around that, I just I actually spoke to Adelis today, and he was saying that because I said like, um, oh, 
you know, McBurney's, uh, what we'll come on to, obviously, he's got his uh, leg in a, in a cast or whatever it is. So he could be out for the season or could be out for a while. And it's just like, who else we got? Nobody. <laughs> we haven't yeah. got anybody. Like, start of the season, we're like, we've got too many strikers, get rid of some of them. <laughs> now there's none of them left. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Sula has done, uh, it's done really well at under-23s, from what I understand. But mm. I I imagine he's, he's in the squad more because we have no one else than... He's earned it, if you like. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, 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 Heckingbottom's alluded to himself. But I quite like the look of him from what I have seen at under twenty three, and um, you know, in a, a couple of very brief first team appearances so far, he has a little bit of uh, explosiveness. I think that I haven't really seen from Jebison so far. He has a good. Think, sort of... I'm not going to. I'm not going to compare because I ain't seen him enough. But from what we've seen, he's definitely offered more in the the short time we've seen both. Yeah, but uh, I think it's. It's going to be an ask to expect him to do anything hugely meaningful this season, um, yeah. to be honest. But you never know. Jebison scored a Premier League goal aged 17 or whatever he was. You know, yeah. Dreams can come true. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's hope that uh, he has a big contribution in this one. Um, any, I thought Fleck was good as well. Good to, I thought uh, Fleck was, outside of Gibbs-White, I thought I'm going to match again. I think Fleck was the second best player for me. Yeah, please stay fit. I just... Yeah, you know, as frustrated as I am with this, I, I will just underline. I really think if we if we play pretty much this team and it plays pretty much like that, I think we do have a chance of getting seven to nine points in our last few games. And yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. giving giving any of the playoff teams a, a good game in over two legs. Um, I also want to say that obviously the last two pods have been pretty negative. <laughs> I did say if Heckingbottom can get to those final few games, but there's so, something still to play for. I'll take that. Mm. And it's, it's 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 weird because I feel really sort of quite deflated really with the past couple of games because of how everyone else is doing. But he has got us to that sort of something to still play for. We're going into the second to last home game and we're he's in our hands to get in the playoffs. You can't really knock that from where we started. So I don't want to be sort of too downbeat on everything. But, you know, I think the, the frustration comes that... You, you look at it and you think, oh, if it weren't for these injuries here and if it wasn't for this little you know, poor performance here, if it wasn't for this, we, we could have been in the playoffs by now. And, you know, the, I think it's looking like we're probably going to miss out. But fair play to get into this situation in the first place, especially with all the injuries. Yeah, well said. I, I completely agree with all of that. Um, and I'm, I'm re- yeah, really, really happy that Cardiff on Saturday... Is a big game like that is a yeah. ma- massive, meaningful, must-win game that we'll talk about um, at the back half of this podcast. I guess it's. I, I I just have this feeling that like oh we should be you know four points better off from n- not specifically the last two games but maybe the last six or seven games we should have we should have more points and that's I more. Think if, if, if we'd have beat Reading and drama Bristol City, we're pretty much in. That extra three yeah. points is that massive. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, that would put us, what, six ahead of um, Borough. I know they have a game in hand, but they'd have to win both those games. And they're, I don't know, things are a bit bit funky on the Riverside at the moment, aren't they? All sorts of uh, yeah. rumours swirling about the destination of uh, our former manager. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk too much about that, because obviously it's not our club, but yeah, he's, um, he actually took the limelight off us a little bit this weekend, didn't he? He did. Well, things were going very swimmingly, I have to say, on Monday. I like, mm. Most results went for us, right? Well, I mean, Forest. Every one of them over the Millwall. 
pretty much a QPR one, to be fair. But if, if we finish below QPR, we're probably going to finish about ninth, to be honest. So Yeah, I think so. How did Luton get on? Luton won, did they? Luton won, yeah. But I think those five are pretty much in. You know, yeah, that's fair. Something yeah. outrageous to, to not get in. Uh, and I think with Millwall's fixtures, they, for me, going... Yeah, I think that I know we're a point ahead, but I think they're the favourites now to get in. If you think that's why it's so frustrating that mm. Millwall, Luton, and Huddersfield, if they all get into the playoffs, and you're thinking that's such an opportunity. Yeah, I guess so. I I, I think Millwall are going to drop points. You know, I, I've, I've been looking into Millwall and they've not been. That all good. right, you, you're giving me a bit because Millwall's obviously got a game now. They've got four left. They're in worse form than us, so. For the, I, I can only really see. I mean, everything can change, but you just based on form, two out of four wins, maybe a draw themselves is the best they can hope for. I'd say out of that. Um, and then obviously everyone else is in terrible form. Blackburn haven't won since about 2010 or something <laughs> like that. They haven't won for years. So there is hope. There is hope, and it's. I, I feel like this has like been quite a last like couple have been like, oh god, that's us. And I've got to admit, I don't think we'll do it. I think things have just caught up with us in terms of the injuries and everything like that. And I think that we probably will miss out. But every other club will be saying exactly the same. Every Everyone below us will be saying the same, apart from maybe Millwall. Let me... Uh, I'll just give you this now with, like, what is this? Everyone, pretty much everyone's got three games to go, right? So this is the infogold.net. They do their um, XG tables and yeah. the, the forecast for the rest of the season. Uh, Millwall, by the way, have been the 15th best team in the league this season on their model. Uh, QPR the 16th best team and mm. uh, we've been the 4th best team on their model um, but this is where but taking into account how many points that each team has got and uh, how they've performed over the season the top 6 on their forecast as it stands, so this is obviously updated after every game uh, the top 2 obviously fall on Bournemouth Forest yeah. finishing 3rd Huddersfield finishing 4th, Luton finishing 5th Sheffield United finishing 6th Middlesbrough 7th Millwall 8th and Blackburn 9th is what they have as their like most likely outcome, yeah. basically, for the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah. season. I think someone said uh, that, that guy does the stats uh, on on. I can't know his name off the top of my head, but I think he said we've got a fifty-two percent chance of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't mind those odds to be honest. Yeah, uh, I just feel like it should be much higher. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. So uh, I don't know. It, maybe we are being a little bit too negative. It's, I mean, it is still in our hands. Like, and it I know is, that's like the. I the think, cry of a I desperate think, football fan there, but it is yeah, true. But I think it is bizarre because I expected, I mean, I, I think he even said we will be out of the playoffs by the end of, by, by the time we start against Bristol City, mm. and we weren't. You said and we could that be 10th? Yeah, and that gives you that hope that if we win this, we're like, you know, three, it'd be three points clear, won't it? Because we obviously got a point. Three points clear with three to go. Yes, please. You know what I mean? And then obviously we. It just felt like it's such a missed opportunity, I felt, uh, yeah. on Monday night. But, as you said, it's not over. So, it let's ain't. do this. <laughs> let's do this indeed. Right, we'll have a quick break, then we will uh, cast our minds forward to Cardiff right after this. Hello, Bladespod listener. A quick break to tell you about sponsor of this podcast. It is, of course, NordVPN. I use NordVPN to encrypt my own traffic on web and mobile, meaning I never need to worry about unsecure websites or apps, or public Wi-Fi connections. Great for me if I'm working on the move, which I very much enjoy doing around Sheffield and savouring all the many excellent coffee shops that will indulge my presence. Uh, NordVPN also make it very easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click 
gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, Hulu, you name it. Maybe particularly relevant for people who like to watch games of football that may otherwise not be viewable in the UK. Now, NordVPN have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. You can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or using the code BladesPod when you sign up and you will get a 73% discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift as well. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The bonus gift I mentioned is a brand new feature called Threat Protection, which is anti-malware, protects your devices from malicious ads and pop-ups, phishing sites, and viruses. So head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and try NordVPN risk-free. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. And we're back, and it's Cardiff City at home on Saturday. And this is the last 3pm Saturday kickoff of the season, uh, and our penultimate home game, which I just have a moment's reflection, mate. This season seems to have gone weirdly fast, considering uh, we're on uh, our second manager and we've been through about a billion different injuries and... Billy Sharp still our most important player. Um, yeah, I'm almost a little bit sad that it's coming to an end. I can remember. Yeah, I'm sort of pretty much the same. That I think like uh, he's gone to quote uh, Noel Gallagher, slowly walking down the hall faster than the cannonball. He's gone. It's weird because a lot's <laughs> happened, but and it has gone slow in the sense that we didn't play for for ages. <laughs> True. Yeah, we had like a, but, a winter break, didn't we? And then it seemed like we played every game, like every day, should I say, every <laughs> single day we were playing. And now it's just like, oh, is that it? Is it done? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, like, thinking back to Birmingham at home, uh, obviously the first game of the season, like, first game with fans properly back. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't, uh, that doesn't feel that long ago. But then, yeah, a lot of water under the bridge since then, yeah. to be honest. Um, as for Cardiff, they are a pretty meh team, to be honest. They're not appreciably better than Bristol City or Reading. They're, they're quite good defensively, it looks like. They're sort of top 10 uh, expected goals against, but then bottom 10 for uh, XG created themselves. They're obviously... A classic, then we are strike for. <laughs> yeah, they're obviously a very strong set-piece team. Uh, fourth for set-piece XG. Sixth for actual set-piece goals. But we've dealt with set pieces pretty well this season, um, as I've said several times. They don't press very much at all. They are the fourth, uh, the, the the fourth lowest aggressive pressers, essentially. Um, we're so red yeah. Bottom. Sorry, we're red in bottom of this. Yeah, they the, were. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we just played like absolute idiots. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we played badly against Reading because they pressed as aggressively. Put it no, like I that. I agree completely. Agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how you how you feeling about this one? Uh, I don't. Do you know what? If you'd have asked me this a week ago, I'd have probably said, "Yeah, I think we 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 should do these." I can't predict anything after that Reading performance. It's got to me. That's how much it got to me. Um, I was talking to Liam. He's been away, so he didn't see the Reading game. Who we do a the podcast with, and he was like, "It's a bit downbeat on the pod." I'm like, you weren't there, man. You weren't there, <laughs> and that's how it feels. It, it just it's really, really, really got to me that performance, and I, and I, we improved hugely against Bristol City but I need a good win to get some sort of my own morale back I think yeah I'm, the vibe's not good at the moment is it like I feel not to speak for every fan but I feel like 
Saturday should be like such an amped up atmosphere, and I don't think it will be. You the know? thing is, if we'd have come from the other way, for instance, and we'd have yeah. been, you know, this was the first time we got into six, everyone would have been so up for it. But it's, it's the, we, I don't know, I think everyone's feeling the same, or most, most fans from what I've seen around on the internet and spoken to and stuff feel that it's ebbing away rather than coming to some sort of, you know, great climax. Yeah, which is frustrating because if we do get a win, that really does put, yeah, puts pressure on other teams, obviously, who are struggling yeah. as well. And um, it, it gives us a, a, a good chance of, yeah, either winning winning out, winning our last two games or just getting enough points from those two games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Confidence dented a little bit. I mean, we should, look, let's... Let's focus on the fact that, in all likelihood, we will have Basham, Berger, and Fleck on the pitch, um, and that that should make a big difference. In a and mm. it's, we are a team with something to play for, and Cardiff aren't. And I just I, I can't I can't believe we would play like that again. But then I couldn't believe we played like that against Reading in the first place. To be honest, yeah, yeah, that that's the the, the thing. Like, obviously. Obviously, after that Reading game, that anything's possible. It seems. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to go like so, like really over the top, but you do feel this group could lose to anybody because <laughs> they play. But we could beat anyone because you know the week. The, what the game before that, we should have beat the team who was going to get promoted to the Premier League in in Bournemouth, and that's where we're at. We're at. The, it's like a mishmash of a team, and we've obviously got massive deficiencies. But we have got that sort of smatter and a, a talent as well that probably the other challengers don't have. And if you can just get enough moments of that, you're probably going to win your, your final three games, or at least two of the final three games. But it's just a bit all over the place, and you don't know where we're going to turn up. You don't know which night is going to turn up. Yeah. How are we going to get Billy Sharp back for this one? I think even if he's 80% fit, he, he has to play because... I thought those three did well um, as a as a three burger Gibbs White and and Jai, but at the same time they were not as we saw there were balls going across the box and no nobody getting on the end of it. I think I mean I don't know what we're going to do because it looks like as I said McBurney looks like he's going to be out or maybe for the season. So if he's not fit, I, I, yeah, he has to play, but I don't know. Yeah, I think, what did Heckingbottom say? Sharp has to have like a perfect week or something? Yeah, um, I don't and I'm know. hoping he's just playing, we've thought this before and it's not turned out this way, but I'm hoping yeah. he's just like not letting Cardiff know. I won't, I won't be too concerned if in his press conference tomorrow he says like, oh, he's touch and go. Hmm. If he says he's definitely out, yeah, I'll be I'll be trudging to the game with a, a, a cartoon rain cloud over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, and, and, and hear me out. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too upset that Mert Burney will be missing this game because uh, oh, I don't yes. want to. I don't want to incentivize Cardiff to uh, exactly. try and put one over on us. So if he can just stay the hell away from Bramall Lane for Saturday, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because I think, um, yeah. I mean, the thing that's the thing with Mert Burney. Obviously, we talked about. It. We'll probably come on to him again and again and again. <laughs> you know, as the season goes on and at the end of the season and stuff. But I don't know. I, I mean, I thought we looked more dangerous without him in, in, you know, than we have done in the past like what four games that he's played yep. the, the, the previous four game he started the, the most dangerous we've looked is against Bristol City when he weren't there which yeah just just sign me up for as much Gibbs White and Jai on the pitch at the same time as, as possible I know Jai yeah. missed a chance but like 
just watch the game. <laughs> like he's so good. <laughs> he is our like mini version of Gibbs White. And I, yeah, I, I just think we look so much more likely to score. Like, I don't understand why we've not seen more of him. I know not everything he does comes off, and I know he tires, and I know you don't always get the best option, but. We just look like we might do something when you know what I mean? when he's on the pitch and yeah. he likes on the pitch as well. And I think we obviously do need to win now, so it is going to have to be not all out attack, but we are going to have to we are going to have to win. On I think if we it's almost certain if we don't win on Saturday, that's it. Yeah, I think you're right. But I've been saying that for weeks. Well, <laughs> no true. one else seems to be bothered winning. So yeah, <laughs> I guess if we get a fear, I just you can't. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe I'm wrong, but I you can't keep relying on other teams to help you get to the playoffs like there's there's too many other teams going for one spot essentially all, yeah some of them are playing each other so they can't yeah, all lose they're not all going to lose every game <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the season we have to take care of our own business and that's why it frustrated me that we it, it became apparent against bristol that we were quite ha- bristol city excuse me we were quite yeah. happy to sell for don't a do point. a warnock <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> do you want to talk about that just quickly it's just unbelievable. Where it does, he definitely does it on purpose. Everyone will have seen definitely it. Definitely does it on purpose. Yeah, everyone will have seen him. Warnock at half time, just well, and before the game, just referring is constantly as Sheffield. Uh, this, yeah, he it doesn't bother me. Yeah, he does. It doesn't bother me in the slightest when people call us Sheffield. But this is just like Neil. You managed this. You're, you're supposed to be a Sheffield United fan. You must know that this does annoy a large proportion of the fan base. Oh, just I thought it was astonishing. And of course, he he referred to Bristol City as Bristol City as well, just to reinforce the idea that he was just doing it specifically to wind up United fans. He's absolutely such a classic Muppet, Warnock. Isn't he? It's classic Warnock. <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I think actually, as we record, he's on Radio Sheffield at the minute. They're doing like he's a doing a question and answer thing. Someone should say, "Why do you? Why are you doing it? Neil? Why do you keep up on the Sheffield? Like, why are you getting out of it?" <laughs> I can't lie. I am a hundred percent going to listen back to that. <laughs> at some oh yeah, point. Oh, you were on just before we did this. Actually, you were on what would it be in calendar? Uh, oh, talking, wow. sat in the city hall talking about oh yeah, everyone doubted me you know but he answered it <laughs> <laughs> goodness sake um, Cardiff have really struggled with keepers this season this is just one more nugget I'm going to chuck in there so there's only um, on the on the goals prevented stat that Opta have so that's uh, the expected goals on target faced minus the number of goals you've conceded Mm. You rank the entire championship. Every every goalkeeper who's played a minute in the championships this season, there's only six keepers who uh, are lower than Robin Olsen was. And Cardiff's goalkeepers uh, are two of them. So they've been pretty poor. Alex Smithy was, was the, like, the number one keeper for a while. Yeah, and now yeah. I think it's, is it Dillian or something like that? Um, did they, I, I don't know. Last, David Marshall surely left about a thousand years ago, actually. But it's he's Smithy's a QPR opinion. now. The um, QPR, yeah. yeah. Smithers, I was thinking of, obviously, you were the uh, penalty shootout hero for a murder. Huddersfield, mm. uh, sorry, that were. Indeed, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've been the goalkeepers have been bad this season. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can take advantage of that. Um, anything else you want to mention about Cardiff? I mean, it is just a... Yeah, I know we keep saying must win, but yeah, we, we absolutely have yeah. to get three points in this one. Otherwise, I, I just don't see how we made the playoffs at all. It'd be interesting, you know, if we get a couple of early goals and stuff, I might start thinking, like I say, I think we need we need to win more than anything else. Mm. Um, I th- it's it's going to go one way or another. It's, it's really it's exciting and sort of, I won't say I'm nervous as such, because I've sort of already mentally sort of thought, nah, it's not going to happen this season. But 
you know, this is a massive game in the sense that if we don't win, that's it, really, yeah. realistically. And if we do win, you know, and a couple of results go our way, it could go, it could be go down to like a two-horse race, you know, with yeah, two yeah. or something like that. So it's, it's a massive game. It's exciting. And this is what we wanted in it, let's be honest. It, it doesn't it seem like that's what we wanted, but yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. Well, also we play on, uh, I don't know if I'm uh, getting the fixtures mixed up here, but we play on Friday the following week, obviously. Yes, we do, yeah. Beat Cardiff. Uh, Beat QPR. Just, I feel like, well, this we play before everybody else. If we win against Cardiff, then that QPR game becomes essentially pretty much winning you're in, I would imagine. Like... Something along those lines, yeah. I mean, if Mil- if anyone drops points and we win two games, yeah, 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 you, you were, yeah you, you've done it pretty much because we're three points in front of Middlesbrough in eighth. I think that's right. So. Yeah, Middlesbrough play midweek. But um, yeah. obviously, everyone would only have two games. Everyone would only have two games left after we've played. Kiko, yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's huge, mate. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we just we just got to win. I think I think we will. You know, we play like we did on uh, against Bristol City. Play with largely the same team. Obviously, no Baldock. Um, I think we'll. Uh, yeah, I think we'll actually take. We'll create a similar amount of chances. We'll stick them away this time and. Uh, we will be talking on Monday excitedly about how actually we are going to the playoffs after all. But we're going to the playoffs. You can't stop us. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to say anything about Alan Biggs's takeover rumours? I, I like it. It sounds like Alan Biggs is taking over. <laughs> to be fair, that's probably about as likely as anything else that he's written Imagine down that. today. That'd be fantastic. He's just got a bit. Oh no, sorry, it's me who's taking over. I meant to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Alan Biggs' source is trusted source, as he says, but everyone's like jumped off a cliff already, aren't they? I'm, I will not go again if it's Mike Ashley uh, or anything like that. I don't know. I, I, there were a thread on the S2 forum about two weeks ago about the American consortium, whether Biggs has just read that and that's his trusted source, or if he does actually know something, we'll obviously see. But I can't get excited or, or infuriated by something that there's no real substance to as it stands. It's such a throwaway article on the start. It's like, here are some things that happen in football and perhaps they could happen with Sheffield United. Alan Biggs does work for TalkSport as well. (laughs) They do like a bit of clickbait. But I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. If he's he's got some sources, then, yeah, you know, by all means, write about it. But the the article itself offers nothing, really, in, in any sort of concrete stuff. You are far more diplomatic than I am, and I'm 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 wrestling to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you'll, you'll be laughing. You'll, you'll be laughing on the side of your face when Alan Biggs is outside Bramall Lane with his new consortium. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! You heard it here first, right? We'll uh, we'll sign off there, mate. What you got a plug for we before we get out of here? Um, I did the view from Bristol City. I'll be doing the view from Cardiff soon, and. I, We'll have a, a episode of Madely Out probably within the next couple of days, um, and it's about Freddie, the Fre- a Freddie Mercury documentary on Channel mm. Five, which we actually picked to because uh, we thought it was going to be really funny. And it turned out to be pretty poignant, actually. So yeah, yeah, I think I saw either you or Liam tweeting about that actually, because yeah, you uh, you sort of trailed it on the last episode as like I will laugh a, at me. Oh, a it's car crash be episode because I've already sort of what, one of those things that you've got in background as you're doing something. I'm like because it's like it's a docudrama and the, the acting is bad. And I'm mm. like, this is hilarious. This is brilliant. And I watched it. I'm like, oh, this sounds quite sad. <laughs> but yeah, you, you're bringing. Uh... 
yeah, come and join us for um for a for a sad hour. <laughs> sad hour. <laughs> Well, let's hope people aren't joining us for a sad hour next week. <laughs> but, uh, we, we will find out. It's all on Hecking Bottom's blades to uh, make us feel a lot better. Um, yeah, we will see. All right, mate. Well, that's uh, Living with Maidley for anyone who's not subscribed to that podcast already. Obviously, Roy's viewfrom.com for the excellent views of uh, various fans across the internet. I imagine Cardiff fans would probably have a few words to say about McBurney, won't they? Which might be. I would very much think so. Yeah, I, they probably don't realise he's injured, or or maybe that's mm. what the only reason they're coming along actually. <laughs> to <move it>. Maybe <laughs> he's not injured. <laughs> maybe this is just didn't want to play against it, play this game. <laughs> maybe. Uh, and yeah, follow Andrew at Panchero on Twitter. Follow me at Blades Pod, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks to everyone for listening, and once again, mate, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs>